It's time! Whoa! Hello and welcome to another episode of Dragons and Dreadforts, the ultimate Game of Thrones companion podcast. It's us. It's all of us. Welcome to season six. We made it. Season, season six. six. We also learned that Tuesday of this week is our show's one year anniversary. Oh, shit. Aww. When did we learn that? Wow. Lydia texted in the group text earlier. Oh, I, I've been out of... Uh, Apparently. Out of cell range for... I hours. knew that when you texted and asked if you if eight forty five was okay because yeah. he had done that ten minutes. Before. <laughs> yeah, so I've been trying to get that that text to go through since like six, <laughs> and so uh, yeah, but saw that come in at, at, as I said it. Nice, so, yeah, you did yeah. it. Worked out. The color on that shirt is high up. Uh, so I wore this specific <laughs> outfit to hide the sunburn that I got because it is rough. I can see your sunglasses. There, oh. And you get the line with the hat, too. Yep. It's not so. that bad in the dark. You wore it right. to hide it from us? <laughs> uh, Yeah. But then you showed us. Well, I mean, content, right? We oh, okay. have no secrets here. Gotcha. It's content. I got to show the people on our audio platform right. what my sunburn looks like. Right. Well, yeah, and for red. everyone watching on Twitch. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hello, Twitchiverse. super red. Yeah, I'm hot. <laughs> yeah, you are. It's pink. Yeah. It'll go away. I, I don't think you look... You just look tan to me. I think it's because it's dark in here. Maybe. <laughs> I can see the farmer's tan. Yeah. It's good. Mm. Yeah. When I anyway. take my shoes off, I'm wearing white socks. <laughs> That's funny. Um, Anything from you, Lydia, to no. start us off? Nope. Anything from you? I have notes from my wife. Okay. Woo! They're for Justin and for Nick. Awesome. Great. Yeah. Can't wait. So excited. Lauren says, if Justin yawns more than three times an episode, I'm going to stop listening. I'm over him <laughs> yawning into the mic. <laughs> oh, I don't know what to tell her about it. And number two, Nick owes at least 25 for telling you Gilly is pregnant. She doesn't get to make the rules. She said that too, but so <laughs> she just wanted to air grievances. Thank did you for I, your information. Did I have a spoiler for that? Yes. That was the first one that you put in. Last last episode. Yeah, I don't remember what the second one was. Um, I think it was. Yeah. Well, I won't. I I'm not going to bring it back say up. Say it again. <laughs> I should have. I should bleep those out, but I forgot about it. After well, it's not not that I forgot. It's that I did it on the first one, the big one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then never really focused on it again. But I should probably do that because, uh, you know, other people, other people. But whatever. They can suck what it. Are, yeah, I was going to say, what do we say about other people? Fuck them. Fuck them. Yeah. Anything from you? Um. Well, I don't feel like Lauren, the beneficiary of the spoiler jar, gets to make the, Absolutely not. Right, nope. no. She knows that she doesn't. She just... Okay. She, she wanted just to say to it, so she squeeze it. it for she every... Oh, it's right. worth, huh? We asked people to contact us, and... <laughs> and she, she contacted you. The easiest way she could. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. She can say whatever she wants. To be fair, That's I never asked to be contacted. Um, no, nah, I, yeah, that's fair that she has that opinion. Yep. Um, that's it. It's wrong, but 
It's uh, <laughs> but it's okay. It's an opinion. <laughs> Everyone's um, got them. Anything from you from your corner? Uh, no, I don't think so. At least not that I've got to yet. So we we went through our recording schedule last episode, I think, or two episodes ago. I don't fucking know. But we record on Monday nights when an episode drops on Monday morning. Right. And so it it's very hard for me to get all the way through it to be able to do apologies correctly. So but I you, will have them Wednesday if there is anything to apologize for. Did you listen to both of last week's already? Yes. Yeah. Oh, so you're not. I thought I've expected you to start. Oh, I'm not like super far behind. No, no, no. Um, I want to keep the integrity of the apology corner. Yeah, I like that. Um, <laughs> but The integrity? Well, yeah, the last one we recorded was the one that came out this morning. So I got nothing. <laughs> Did you have anything so from the episode that released Thursday? Um, not that you can remember. Not that I can remember. 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 Whoa. <laughs> Words. <laughs> Words are hard. Words. Remember has always been a hard word for me. Well, and it's been a long day for everyone. Yeah, it's true. Holiday weekends are too much weekend. Mm-hmm. I drink too much to have a third day. That, like, all right, here we go again. Yeah, you got to pace yourself on the. I'd be fine weekend. if weekends were five days and work days were two days. But yeah, that'd be fun too. But it's just mm. a lot of drinking. I mean, those are the rules. Oh. I would like a four-day work week. I think that's something I could support fully. I always have Mondays off, so this is the same for me. Oh, nice! But don't uh, you work Saturdays? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bummer that you don't get the extra day. I get a comp day another day. You can float it. So it's oh, fine. nice. Yeah. That's um, very cool. That's cool of them. Anything yeah. before we jump into season six, episode one? No, anything I'm excited. Else? Yeah, me too. It was fun to like see to write six instead of five because I feel like we're getting there. Yeah, we are. But there's still so much left, which is crazy to think about. There is a lot to get to. Uh, season six, episode one, The Red Woman. It was released on April 24th, 2016, directed by, I mean, sorry, written by D&D and directed by Jeremy Potiswa. We open with Castle Black, kind of a wide shot, uh, and we hear uh, Wolf Howling, we learn his ghost uh, Howling, and we kind of make our way closer, closer, uh, and then we get the shot of John, John's body just laying there in the snow. Um, good old John Snow. Yeah, good one. And Thanks. I like that they added the touch of Ghost, like having sensed his death, mm-hmm. and then like trying to get out. Yeah, because like we've said before, the books really hone in on the connection between the Starks and their wolves. Um, I thought you were showing me something. Nope. Um, <laughs> Scratching my hand. So, so I was like, it just, I mean, it does. Yeah, look, it just yeah. caught my eye for a second. Um, so we don't get a lot of it in the show, but I do like that they added that in. You know, Ghost was able to sense that, and mm. then was kind of trying to. I mean, not kind of. He was definitely trying to get out of the uh, the door, which seems pretty tightly locked. Um, then we get, you know, obviously as this goes on, and as there's a lot of you know, howling and sounds, uh, people start recognizing, you know, people that don't know what's happened. Um, the first person that comes out is Davos. Uh, he kind of makes his way out and is kind of observing the scene. And then from a distance, he sees John laying there and then he kind of starts frantically like making his way to John. You see him like grabbing the handrail while he's running down. And I, I just, I like, 
it seems like they didn't interact a lot, uh, but they had a couple of moments, and it seemed like Davos really liked John, um, and so you know, obviously that I mean, changes things at Castle Black too. Who doesn't like John, right? I can name a couple people if you want me to. Um, Don't point that at me. <clears throat> oh, it was this way. Okay. Yeah, it was going away from you actually. Thank you. Yeah, it was initially directed at you. No, no, no. It starts on either side of you. So not at you, and then goes this So when way. you flick somebody off, like mm-hmm. I'm flicking off Lydia you right gotta now? You got to do it. No. <laughs> no, you started that on me. I'm right. start, you started, I started yours. Your, your perspective looks like it's at you, but for me, from my eyes, this is sitting right on the right side of you, and this is sitting right on the left side of you. Gotcha. And these move outward to these two. Okay. I think you need to point your eyes as you <laughs> do it. Perfect. Yeah. That's good. You could do that. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know what's going on, John, I'm flipping uh, them off. Nick was flipping me and Lydia off, but also Keith. He started middle fingers at Keith and then spread outward to go to me and Lydia. I did not start middle fingers at Keith. They were on his sides. As an observer, it looked like you were flipping him off. Okay. Well, it wasn't at Keith. It was on, it was okay. on Keith's sides. I accept this apology corner. <laughs> it's not an apology corner. <laughs> you can apologize for it next week. Don't no. Worry. Um, yeah. So... So he rushes over. Um, then we get, you know, other brothers of the Night's Watch coming out and just kind of seeing what's going on. I did think it was a little bit interesting that the other brothers never asked, like, because Davos was there alone for a second. Like, to a newcomer to the scene, it could have looked like he possibly was yeah, involved. Yeah. No one ever asked the question. Or anything, you know. I don't know. It that was just one thing that stuck out to me. Like I kind of expected there to be a question of like, well, you you were here because that's kind of how Game of Thrones is. Like, there's someone who was there at the scene, you know, mm-hmm. then the scene where it happened. At least ask a question. Yeah, I heard it. <laughs> it's <laughs> um, that scene where it happened. Not room. I know. I was gonna. I was hoping you're gonna burst into song. Room where it happened. Um. So anyway, that was a small point, but then uh, then it sounded we get, like you were singing that to Akuna Matata. Akuna Matata. Um, no, but when you take the one line out of the whole right, no, I know number. I'm just saying that's what it sounded like. Okay, yeah. What a wonderful phrase. Amen. The room where it happened. <laughs> Ain't no passing, passing craze. craze. <laughs> There's our Disney. Maybe I like that we got both. I like that we got Hamilton and Disney yeah. at the like, same time. All at the same time. I like that. If you mm. could figure that out more often, that would okay. make me... I feel like we do it enough. Yeah, but I really like the blending of that in that moment. Um, so Mashup. It's called Mashup. Yeah. yeah, if you could spend all your time just thinking about how you're going to work in Hamilton to Disney songs, mm. that'd be the best. Okay. Um, then Ed comes up and is obviously... Distraught. Yeah, he's pretty emotional. Um, you know, he was... Probably of of well not probably of the people left at Castle Black he's the closest he was the closest to John mm-hmm. yeah definitely um you know so so Davo says you know help me get him up they carry him up there then Ed's in there and Davos asks Ed like who do you trust and Davos kind of looks around and is like the people in this room and that's it and then Davos asks him what about the wolf does the wolf know you um he kind of like. Shakes his head like I. I mean, <laughs> I guess kind of. <laughs> we'll see. Um, and you know we we'll need all the help we can get at this point. You know I don't know that it's 
broadcast widely enough for us to know why, but, uh, uh, you know, you could probably pick up on they're expecting some kind of fight or something. Right, yeah. If someone just killed John, they're probably not super excited about the other people. Yeah, especially the people who, like... Well, they know, yeah, they know who John's friends are. Yeah, probably the people who collected his body and, right. and you moved know, it. Yeah. took it upstairs to be prepared for whatever. Um, so then Melisandre comes and knocks on the door. This was kind of a weird, like, she came and asked, asked for Davos. Obviously, Davos is probably her least biggest fan at Castle Black. You know, there's probably a lot of people who are indifferent to her, but... I don't. I can't think of anyone who has more hatred towards her than him. Well, I think he's also the only one that she really has a relationship with, beyond John. Yeah, I'm surprised they let her stay. Like, why the fuck is she back? You know, like Davos came to talk to the Lord Commander mm-hmm. to, you know, uh, have a request sent from Stannis. Melisandre was is just there. Well, she's just there to say like everyone's dead. They don't allow women to stay at the Wall, right? I mean, I mean. They broke the rules with Gilly. They did break the rules with Gilly. I feel like Melisandre is not someone to be trifled with. She's a she's she's trifling, that's for sure. I also I think that that's where she went because that's the only place she could go. She could go or knew where it was. Yeah. I, well, know, and Davos you know. kept saying like we either go to Castle Black, we die here or we go forward. So like I don't think there was a town really unless she goes to Mole's town or something. You mean, oh, yeah, yeah, right. Um, I mean, Molestown was ripped through by the Wildlings, but I'm sure it's still there. Um, well, and I would imagine she's probably, her plan going back was probably to try to get some audience with John. That's what I was going to say. Based on this episode and this scene, she says, when she looks at his body, she says, this doesn't make any sense because I saw I saw him in the flames mm-hmm. at Winterfell. Well, you you were wrong. You saw Stannis. <laughs> also saw Stannis yeah. in the flames, right? So that's that's kind of the thing I think that the show's trying to like show us is that she sees things in the fire. It's not totally unfounded. Like it's not like she's a hack. She does see stuff and she believes it. But mm-hmm. as we learned with, I mean, it goes all the way back to the first instance of her and Stannis. Like some of it is true and some of it is not obviously right. you know the shadow and being able to kill renly that came true the stannis uh storyline as a whole wasn't something that came through mm-hmm. for her yeah i mean it's pretty standard standard for prophecy and these kinds of things i mean it's fleeting it's hard to put your finger on it's moving well, and I think another piece of that is we have seen other prophets of the Lord of Light, Thoros, uh, and then also, uh, you know, across the sea and yeah. Marine and Volantis. Like we've seen these other, you know, prophets, priests, priestesses, whatever, and they all have different motivations and different stories. Right. So, you know, I don't know that we have a clear picture of like the Lord of Light's plan plan or mission movement so she may have seen you know what she thought was stannis but really it's a likeness of or a character that she just associated with stannis because that's who she was closest with or she misunderstood what the flames represented and it was him flaming out and dying or whatever and not actually doing what he was supposed to do exactly and then with john she may have seen john she also may have seen right any number of people and again 
because she had just been in proximity with John, she could have been linking those two things or she could have seen mm. a false prophecy or like there's any number of things. And I think until we, I'm glad that we got a little more Lord of Light followers later on in this episode, because that's a storyline that I'd really like to know. Because it seemed for a long time until Tyrion and Varys ran across that priestess. Uh, yeah, and Volantis. Volantis. It really seemed like it was Melisandre. And then we got a little bit of Thoros, Thoros. but he seemed like he was just kind of doing his own thing, and everybody was cool with it. Right. But mentioning Thoros, this scene actually kind of gave me a thought, and just since I'm supposed to be predicting things, I'm thinking Melisandre raises John back to life. Especially if she actually did see him in the flames or see him fighting at Winterfell or whatever. Like, yeah. I can see her having a point to being a Castle Black. Yeah, and that would fit because we've seen, like, we know that that's a possibility because right. Thoros, you know, that's been a part He's of his done story. It seven times to right. what's his name or whatever. Gondarian. And we haven't seen them either. Like, <laughs> the two of the. <laughs> yeah, they're still. Possibly running around Westeros somewhere. Could be eight or nine times by now. Right. Yeah, who knows? Um, yeah, that's also definitely a possibility. Like there, there's a lot of options, both with Melisandre being at Castle Black, but also just the Lord of Light in general. You know, we know that some of them over the across the Narrow Sea are like backing and supporting Danny, mm-hmm. and so there's a lot of options. And and you know the whole fire thing, like and Danny and her story, like that that one. Kind of makes sense too. Yeah, but I mean, I guess it could also mean like they haven't burned his body yet, so he could still be raised by the Night King, and technically be fighting at Westeros, but at Winterfell, not, yeah, at Winterfell, but not for the good guys, right? Mm. Like, there's a lot of there's options. a lot of options for for this. What do you so like with obviously we just named like six different possibilities. Which of these is the one that you most would like to see? I think I would like to see Melisandre raise him. If possible, especially because like she pointed out how like she didn't think that was possible. She didn't think she was strong enough to be able to do that. So like, yeah, she said nobody should be able to do this. Right. I can see that being an interesting like her figuring out a way to do it or do you feel like that would be a cop out at all for the show for her to have been so shocked by it and then all of a sudden do it? I think possibly, but I think it depends on like when and how she does it. Like because I mean, we sacrificed Shaleen, Serene. So Shireen. Shireen. Yeah, so There's Shireen and Selyse. Her mom is Selyse and Shireen is the daughter. Got it. So, so we sacrificed the daughter. Yeah. What's his face? What's, what's his dude? What's, what's, what's her dude? What's her dude? Um, and like that didn't seem to go anywhere. Like the weather kind of cleared up a little bit, but like if the king's blood or whatever is there, that's a lot of power that's seemingly nowhere. Just kind of floating around. Oh, like build up, like build up, like right. there's like a like a tank of it mm-hmm. of the power that they built up, right? And if you think about it, you could almost say that like Stannis dying adds to that, possibly a little bit. That's more King's blood, right? So though, like, though it wasn't like sacrificial, right? It wasn't sacrificial, but it was like spilled. True in in the service of the the Lord of Light. That's true, for lack of a better word. If you know, if we're saying that that's how we're understanding what he was doing, yeah. So, like, if they explained it that way, I would feel less... Like, you like, feel better about it? Yeah. If there's an explanation for it, more than just, like, I feel this power. Yeah. Why? So, that's that's what you want to see. What do you think is the most likely of stories? Same thing, or do you think it's a different I think, one? I think it's the same thing. I think, yeah, knowing that question was your second question, I think I'd like to see either that or the Night King raise him up. 
and something along the lines of like the blood of the first men and the Starks line and everything kind of like come together and does what we saw at the end of the episode with and obviously we'll get there but just it, I think it pertains a little bit to this with Melisandre taking the necklace off and us seeing her true self underneath and possibly and misreading the flames and all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. and possibly losing some of her power I mean maybe her power is dwindling do you Maybe it, I could. Is also, that what you read that as, or or does that have any bearing on any of this? Or I kind of didn't see that as her power dwindling, but like a lot of her power being stored within that necklace specifically. So I could almost see like that being a sacrifice of sorts. Doesn't it glow in the books? It does. It glowed a little bit. I thought. Yeah, but I think it's constantly that, glowing. Okay. Yeah, in the book, the red, the gem in it, or whatever that is. I guess a ruby, maybe, but is like glowing. Mm-hmm. What's a ruby with you? Sorry. I don't know. I felt like that was a good one. <laughs> Anytime we can get it in, I guess we'll try. I don't know. What's the <laughs> um, okay. So you think it's most likely and you want to see her raise John? Yeah. I'd like to see John raise regardless, but both of the options I think would be cool and not like uh, annoying or stupid to see necessarily. They would both make sense. Right. For what, like, what we've. It's not like we haven't been given information about the red god that he could he can bring somebody back right it's not like we haven't been given information that the night king can raise somebody right um and so he did it with be, brothers that just kind of died near and that's that's why i i do think the way that we're get the way that all of this stuff happens is a responsible way for for shows to go down the line i mean it's not yes it's not just randomly oh fuck i mean character died and, and he got brought back mm. like what? Well, <laughs> that's that not gets, how this that works. That gets rid of the we've consequences seen of everything. Exactly. Because once that happens, once Superman comes back to life, you're like, well, does death mean anything yeah. anymore? This is, this is dumb. Exactly. So it's not like it's not outside the realm of possibility, based on what you're putting out there with theories. I mean, who knows if that's what happens? Um, right. I what, don't know. What if? I mean, you do. But <laughs> what if I appreciate that he does get brought back by Melisandre. And then the Night King attacks, and because John has already died and been raised, he's technically like undead. So the Night King, when he raises the dead, John, though he's living, gets turns taken over. These or are the a, conversations we had yeah. for a year. Or it's a double between, thing <laughs> between season five, season he's six. He's like wrestling between the two natures within him of like, I'm alive, but I'm also dead. How do I fight the Night King? Can I fight the Night King? Like from within. Right. That would be kind of cool to see some like life from them. Right. Or Whoa. even like like inside watching someone else drive your body and trying to fight that for a season or so. Hmm. I feel like that would come off cheesy on screen, but that would be really good in a book. Right. Yeah. Like reading about how he's having to watch himself like kill Ed and like trying to fight against it. Yeah. Because in the book, you can get their thoughts. Mm hmm. In the in the show, you can basically only get what's said, right. and it would be we weird for him to be like saying, "Oh man, I just had to kill Ed." Like that would be really it would it would it would either come off cheesy or like it would miss because they wouldn't be able to explain it. Mm-hmm. But it would be I think those kinds of concepts in books are really cool, right? Because they can kind of dive in more. And we're are we outside the scope now of book? Um. Or so, some of this season is still part of books. So I don't I feel remember. like I remember when, when season five finished up, John dies. That year, I feel like I remember book people not knowing either. 
Like all of these theories that you're talking about mm-hmm. were all things that were talked about. Um, Night King, Melisandre, does she have the, does she have power to do that? She's never done it before. We know Thoros has. All of this was talked about. And I can't remember if the book people were just tr- were keeping a really big secret and they were like, oh, you guys don't fucking know. Or if all of us didn't know. I, I, I can't remember. Because yeah. Feast for Crows is not the last book. You have Dance of Dragons, right? But at this time, they start to pull things from different books uh, and put them into different numbered seasons. So I don't remember. And I don't know if in Dance of Dragons it has John in it. I don't remember anything like any of these, like this kind of what I be my John in it, like this scene. Right. Um, I, I can't. Can't either. Anyway. If you know, let us know. If you know, let us know. Um, see something, say something. Yeah. So Melisandre says she saw John in the flames fighting at Winterfell. Um, oh, then we get the Night's Watch. This is the scene where they are. This is like the aftermath. Where they should have hung. Alistair Thorne. They should have revolted and right, and then yeah, killed him. But he has enough support to where that's obviously not going to happen. Um, I did. He's a little snitch. He, they're like, who killed him? And he's like, I did. And also these guys. Yeah. See if John answers that question, it's just like the Mance thing. He's the only one that did. I it. did it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Technically speaking, you killed him, but. It was an act of mercy. Really, Ollie struck that final blow. Right. It seemed. I think John probably would have died either way from yeah, five was... stab wounds, but Ollie found out where the heart is. Well, no, he John died from a broken heart. Oh. It's like, no, not Ollie. Nice. Ah. <laughs> I just thought that that was shitty of him to throw other people under the bus. I mean, I think he has to let them know that he has support and he didn't act alone. And like, right. if and you're going to, if you're going to hang me, you got to hang them all. Yeah. And everyone on the council agrees with me. Right. Right. He also said that he never disobeyed an order, which Un- I guess is technically right. Unspoken John, order not to kill me. I guess John never <laughs> right. said the words. Do not murder don't me. Murder don't murder me. Kill me. But I thought that he, cause his pitch there was like, I've been honorable. I've always done what, you know, duty tells me to do mm. having just admitted to killing the Lord commander. Right. So it's kind of like, I guess, because it's not a written rule that he's able to the same thing with like, uh, Sam's whole like relationship thing. Well, I, I didn't father any children, so I guess it's okay. Same thing. Like, right. Yeah. But you're not supposed to kill the Lord commander. Um, anyway, that's, you know, it doesn't really seem like, you know, they're going to take any action against him. Kind of seems like he's... He uh, won the room, it seemed. Yeah. And, I, you know, I'd be interested to see, like, John's supporters in the room, if they continue to be outspoken or if they kind of uh, read the room, if you will, and and kind of fall in line because I feel like there's some risk there if they keep yeah, stirring the, the pot. Right. Yeah, it's got to... you got to be ready to die like ed was saying later on the show and it's you know you start to realize you're might be a little outnumbered here yeah well and they just killed the lord commander like they probably don't have a problem not worried about killing you anybody else yeah uh yeah then we get to oh this is uh davos and and the crew is what i wrote um mostly ed uh he says if you were planning to see tomorrow you picked the wrong room i thought that was a good line that's a good headline because 
I I mean I like that I like the line in and of itself because it's good. But more than anything, I do like that you know John's friends are their backs up against the wall. They're in a position you know where numbers would show that they have no chance. But Ed's like I'm you know I'm not going to stand for this. I'm not going to you know wait it out and see what happens. Like this is wrong and I'll die on that hill. Um, so I like that. I mean, I really like Ed. Ed's a really good, like, support character. Um, I hate that he had to be supporting John, but, um, <laughs> whatever. Then they start talking about help. Um, you know, and, and, um, Davos mentions that, you know, you guys, you, you in this room aren't the only ones that Jon Snow owes their life to. Um, you know, we need all the help we can get. And Ed and, rode out to get Sam. And Ed rode specifically to get Just Sam, Sam, Gilly, and baby Sam. Yep. They'll help. They'll help. Keep the door locked till I get back. Because uh, Sam's going to do a whole lot of good. He's um, been training as a maester for half a day. Well, he probably hasn't even made it to Old Town yet. Because it's a long... Like, if you look at a map, it's the clear other side of mm-hmm. Westeros. Um, it's not quite as far as Dorne, but it's pretty close. Um, then we get Ramsey in his... Um, I don't know eulogy from Miranda his thoughts thoughts and prayers yep um did seem like he liked Miranda until the end of it when you know the person's like okay do you want me like should we bury her should we burn her he's like bury burn this is good meat feed her to the dogs I yeah a little practical I guess it's very practical I mean if you're a psychopath like that's what you're thinking, right? Like, there's no re- why. Why are you burying? She's not her? in the body anymore, right? So it's just meat. That's all it is. It makes sense. I like it. It's weird. <laughs> it's, right. It's very on character. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't it, expect Ramsey to do anything else. It, exactly. It wouldn't have made sense for him to want to hold like a funeral or a ceremony to like, you know, see her off. He saw her dead body and was like, "Okay, well, let's feed her to the dogs." And it's it just I thought it fit perfectly with his character. Um, From the kennel we came into the kennel we shall return. Yeah, mm-hmm. for real. Then we get Ruse and Ramsey um, talking about the victory. Uh, you know, it's a great victory. Do you feel like a victor? There's a pause, and he Ramsey. Says, no, my name is Ramsey. Ramsey looks at him and is like, "Good one, thank you." Yeah, <laughs> and he's like trying to figure out. He obviously knows that something else is coming. Uh, but doesn't want to guess, I guess. Um, and so then Ruse says, uh, you know, we needed, Sansa. like I gave up a lot. You know, I rebelled against the crown to orchestrate your marriage to Sansa and you lost her. You played your games and you lost her. You played your games and lost the heir to the Iron Islands. Now they're both gone. Hopefully, uh, Hopefully the what's her what's her name Walda Lady Walda. Hopefully the Macers are right and Lady Walda's carrying a a boy. And Ramsey didn't seem too thrilled about this. Um, who do you think's most scared of who, whom, in this scenario? I don't think Ruse is scared of Ramsey at all. Hmm. My personal opinion. He's always seemed a bit uneasy around him to me. I mean, I think Ramsey's crazy, but I think Ruse just lets him walk away and then is like, hey. Someone go kill him. Mm. Like I don't know if Ramsey can be like, hey, someone go kill my dad. Yeah. Because I don't know if he has any support like that beyond 
uh, meat girl. Right. Yeah, she's gone now. Right, and she's just meat, so. Yeah. What do you think? Um. Yeah, I don't think Ruse is scared of Ramsey either. Because he I just think- pokes. He just pokes. I feel like if yeah. he was scared of him, he would dance around these things. But he's not afraid to just like. He's very direct. Yeah. That's fair. What do you feel differently? If I had a nose that long, it'd be very direct too. I guess so. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've, I've always just seen a little bit of uneasiness in conversations, but you're right. He does poke a lot, especially with the whole like air thing. He's just asking for something. Like I feel like it's not fear, it, but I know what you mean. He does. I think he he's like not proud of what Ramsey is. Yeah. He's a little ashamed of him. And right. I think that that's where the weirdness comes in. He's like, you're a freak, <laughs> like kind of thing. <laughs> he is a freak. Um, I just haven't gotten the vibe that he's like fearful of Ramsey because yeah. I think you're right. Like, what's Ramsey really going to do? Right. Well, and I also like it could just be that Roos is also just as crazy as Ramsey is. And we either haven't seen it or he hasn't let it out as much. Yeah. Ramsey said that his mother always told him not to throw stones at cripples, but his father taught him to aim for the head. Right. <laughs> so I think he's pretty fucked up. Yeah. Um. So from here we go to Sansa and Theon. He's Theon again, I think, right? I think so. Not really Reek anymore. Um, I think he would have to answer that question. Which means we can get a fuck Theon. Fuck Theon. On this joint. Um. Yeah, I, I know that he's like helping now. I still hate him. I was curious as to... Uh, I wasn't curious. I figured that's where you're going to land on it, but I was interested to hear. Yeah, he's helping Sansa. He's like actively helping. I still hate him. Is there anything he could do to redeem himself in your eyes? I mean, you don't have to explain what it would be, but... No. Okay. I don't think so. Like, no. Are you saying yes? I agree 100%. There's nothing that Theon can do that... That... Gets him back into my good graces. Mm. Yeah, Not I was trying to think cares, like but. I was trying to think of different scenarios and different things that could play out. Right. You know, he could he could tackle Ramsey. He could what like whatever. Even if he killed mm. Ramsey, fucking too little, too late, man. That's he's already he's already fucked up everyone around him. But do you feel less bad about him, or it doesn't change at all? Nah. Uh, like if he saves Sansa here, he's heading in the right direction. Okay, but I don't. I think he's so far in that direction. That there's nothing. There's, get there's back. Nothing that would get him all the way back. Yeah, Sansa's in this situation because of him anyway, or not exclusively. Well, but he didn't help. Yeah, he could have not snitched. He could have put the candle in the window from the beginning. Mm-hmm. He could have gotten. She could have gotten out of there. Brienne was sitting and waiting, looking for the sign. And we don't know how that would have played out, obviously. I don't know that Brienne could have gone in and, and taken Sansa, you know. But it, it, things got so much worse for Sansa exclusively because of him. And so I don't know. I don't think that there's anything he could do to redeem himself. Okay. For me. Yeah. He um, stood there and watched what happened their wedding night. So there and watched it. And, I mean, you're the only one in the room. It's two on one. You, you, Sansa v. Ramsey. He betrayed Rob, which led ultimately led to Rob's death. Right. Yep. Um, he murdered two farm boys for no for no reason. And the Maester, what was his name? And yeah, and Maester Lewin. 
Well, one. he yeah, he was responsible for his death. He right. wasn't the one that actually killed him. He killed uh um uh shit. Sir Roderick. Yep. Um he's just he's a fuck. He's always been a fuck. He'll always be a fuck. The Boltons may have eventually gotten Winterfell anyway, mm-hmm. but things would have been a lot different had had he not betrayed Rob. It would have been a, a battle rather than they just walk in and they they rule Winterfell now and now look at him. But like, that was a turning point in that in the war yeah. because now he's got a he's figuring out I've got to send some men to go retake Winterfell and retake the the strongholds that the Ironborn have taken. That doesn't happen without Theon. Well, and yeah, Bolton's possibly don't take Winterfell because of it. Right. That's exactly. What I mean. Like, so this whole situation, while these things may have played, like the Boltons may have had their eyes on Winterfell anyway and still made a play at it and eventually still won, but things would not have played out like this had he not betrayed Rob and then, you know, continually acted on those things. So, yeah, I don't think so. I think he's too far gone for me. Same thing with Joffrey. Like, they could have... They could have totally rewritten Joffrey, and Joffrey could still be alive today, doing better things. And I, I would still hate Joffrey. That was also a piss poor attempt to get the dogs away from Sansa. That's what I have next. Piss poor attempt. Yeah, that's what I have next. Was like th- this is a joke. Like his attempt to try to like save Sansa here was the worst. Like he's not incompetent. He does. He spent tons of time with the Starks. He spent a ton of time being trained and military tactics and different things like i if rob or john or any other you know competent person who had grown up in that environment had been in this scenario this situation would have been so much different yeah, if they I, really wanted to save sansa this would they would have died right there fighting to to save sansa and he didn't he right i don't disagree with you but i feel like the past couple of time that we've seen theon slash reek has shown that he is pretty incompetent yeah, that's, probably, that's a good point. Like, he had Winterfell, lost it. He got outsmarted by two boys, Hodor and a wildling. Uh, he got outsmarted by, like, Ramsey outside the gate, just, like, having his men betray him. Like, he hasn't been... He's not the most competent, great. but he's been around enough scenarios to know... Totally. Walking up to Ramsey's men being like, I don't know where she... Like, they've got dogs on her trail. Right. You, ha- if you really want to save her in that moment, the only way to do it is to is to attack them. I know he's not like equipped with weapons, but you you have to do something or keep he, running or keep ru- anything. <laughs> Run Try that to get way. them away. Also, Sansa, what the fuck are you doing? Go fucking run. Go. Yes. Don't just sit behind a tree ten feet away from mm-hmm. where this is happening. She's freezing. I know, but yeah, it's not her fault. But also, like, Let's not blame Sansa here. Try to save your life <laughs> a little more, because because you know Theon's not going to do this well, so you know you have to take it into your own hands, and she didn't. Yeah. Luckily, Brienne and Pod were I sneaking around watching this. You brought you brought her up like last episode, maybe or two episodes ago. But watching this, this would have been a perfect time for Nymeria to make another uh, entrance and just come from behind that tree. And just be like, what up? She's one of mine. She's with me. I'll fuck all you guys up. Well, and I think had it been Arya, because Arya was, Nymeria was Arya's, I think that that would have happened. Yeah. Um, It took me a while to get to, oh, you're talking about the wolf, but 
We yeah, got you, there in the end. Right, sorry. <laughs> Blessings. Thank you. How many times did you have to sneeze so. into the mic before? Uh, I didn't sneeze into the mic. <laughs> you didn't. You, you should have. You were away. Just for Lauren. Right all up in it. Um. Yeah, that would have been cool. Because that, that wolf is just That's what I th- I mean, I thought rowing. watching this, you know, the first time, that that's what I thought was happening. In the boat with Gendry, and they're just fucking rowing. Yeah. Just as far as they can. She's probably eaten Gendry by now. <laughs> she probably has. Um. So Brienne comes in, um, you know, a little battle ensues. Uh, Pod is doing okay. He kills a guy. Like, he's definitely learning. Mm-hmm. Because Pod, when we first saw him, didn't even know how to swing a sword. Right. So he's learning. Um, he still did. He was going to die uh, had Theon not saved him there. Um, Brienne gets a, she doesn't get killed of the week, but she gets a nomination for the throat slit. Mm. Um, Which one? The one when uh, the guy was like pinned under the horse trying to f- f- get free. Oh, and he goes, she just crawled no. over and just, no, like right on the throat. I like, I like a good throat cut. <laughs> so you like the, the other one that she did too then? Uh, yeah, anytime there's a throw, I just finished Vikings last night. Oh, nice! And um, in the last, it's either the last. I think it's the last episode. Don't spoil it. Have you, are you watching it? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, it's this. Not gonna spoil anything. I mean, you can say someone dies. That's fine. I don't even there's know. There's a throat I, cut. I can't even remember the guy's right. name. Now I know. But there Dang was it. a really like on camera throat slit, and I was a fan. Nice. It's brutal and bloody. Um. Anyway, so I finished that. I'm caught up finally. And by caught up, I mean done with the series. R.I.P. Um, so yeah, so then the annoying part where Brienne offers her services again, Sansa accepts this time. I did like that. Pod got to help. Pod got to help out. Uh, Sansa didn't know the like proper call procedure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Pod like gave her the line. Um, so I like anytime we get a little bit of Pod being useful. I like that. Um, even unuseful pod's great. Just more just pod. Pod being pod. Just yeah. pod. What do you think? So now that they're together, what's the move? I think they go north to Winterfell. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, to Castle Black. Castle Black. Yeah, that'll be a fun adventure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you think that they'll be welcomed with open arms? It depends on what happens with John's body. <laughs> if it's up and walking about, yes. If it's not. Probably not. Well, I guess that that's another question that we can ask is, so let's say he does get revived. Mm-hmm. Not revived. Resurrected. Revived would indicate that he was he injured. Wasn't or dead, not yeah. dead. Uh, let's say he does get resurrected. Do you think that he like hangs around Castle Black? Like, Is he Lord Commander still? Or is there a f- another fight? Like, I feel like if the entire council of like the leadership murders someone and then that guy like walks in later and he's like hey what's up uh you should kill those guys they probably do okay and then he's like okay i'm i'm definitely in command now because you tried to kill me i earned this shit you did <laughs> and i'm back okay what are you gonna do kill me more so you can't. so if john gets resurrected also that's the end of alistair and his story yeah and then brianne and sansa and the whole crew would be welcome back if john doesn't they go and they probably don't fare well because someone sees this as a like we just murdered her brother. This probably isn't great. We should probably murder her too. You think Brienne's smart enough to like feel the situation out before just rolling in there? No. I think Pod is, but I don't think she is. She's okay. smart enough, I think, 
but she doesn't think through things a lot. Yeah, she's not careful enough. Right. She, but also, like, who... She, like, who, swings first, asks right, questions She just later. asks Hot Pie, like, hey, have you seen any Starks recently? Yeah. And that one worked out for... Only because... Only because it's Hot Pie. Of, yeah, <laughs> only because of luck, not because of, like, her skillful, skillful endeavors. Right. But also, like, I don't think anybody in Westeros is expecting the Lord Commander to have just been murdered by the other brothers. Totally. So, I... I, it's not really a question that like she needs to ask because who would do that? Because it's not a scenario that is typical to play out. But I just didn't know if there you thought that there'd be a little bit bit of investigating, you know, taking the temperature of things before they just roll in there, especially with Sansa having gone through what she's been through. Right. Um, I would hope that Brienne would be careful with that, seeing the betrayal and things that have gone on with Sansa's story, like. Do some things that you wouldn't normally do, like ask right. some questions, like scout something out. But didn't uh, what's I, this dude? Uh, yeah, what's Jor- dude Jorgen, <laughs> Jojen, Jojen, yeah, Jordan and uh, his sister. Yeah, weren't they like they came across the brothers and they're like, oh, we should check this out real quick. Yeah, they were with them because things uh, are weird at Craster's Keep. Yeah, right. And then they were like, we should leave. This isn't good. And then they got captured anyway. But they at least like scouted. Do you think there's any chance that Sansa goes back to Littlefinger instead of Castle Black? I don't know if she knows where he is. Though. Yeah, I was going to say, where the fuck is he? he well, well, I mean, the okay, assumption she is knows, the Vale. She knows she, he's in... Yeah, he might go back to the Vale, but she knows he's in uh, King's Landing. She's definitely not going there. Right. I don't... Yeah. It depends on if, like, the last kiss they shared, like, skeeved her out or not. I think the Vale would be a safer place for her than Castle Black, knowing what we know. She doesn't know this, but right. what we know, I think the Vale's a safer place yeah, for her. Yeah, I don't know how she feels about Littlefinger. Yeah, after the whole Ramsey thing. Right. Because it's kind of his fault. It Even is. though it's all Theon's fault, it's kind of <laughs> Littlefinger's fault. Right. I think that Sansa... I don't know. Because Littlefinger obviously didn't know... What Ramsey was, mm-hmm. right? But that's almost worse. You're supposed to know. That's like your thing. Is no. Well, he even talked about how there's such little said about Ramsey that right. he's yeah. like. But for someone who's like apparently been pulling so many strings for five seasons of this now, and before that, getting uh, Caitlin's sister to kill John. Um, John Aaron, yes. Oh, John Aaron, yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, I thought that was a different John, but yeah, right. yeah, I thought that was Ollie and all those guys, right? I think that's actually who John's named for. That makes sense. Yeah, I didn't know that. I, I think I, I think they mentioned somewhere. it. Oh, I believe you. I just I didn't know that. That's interesting. Because um, Ned and him were close, obviously. Yeah, I wonder where the other names came from. Because obviously, Brand is after so Brandon. Brand is Brandon, Ned's brother. Um, Rob is for Robert. Um, I don't think the girls have any. Arya might have some sort of connection, but yeah, I I don't I don't know. And Rickon is um, I think there was a Rickon Stark like way back, but he doesn't matter. So great is he even alive? He's with Gendry. Did they forget? Yeah. Did they forget about him? Oh yeah, oh, it's yeah. been. Three seasons. Since George is him. even saying, "What's his dude?" Yeah, <laughs> to Rick. Mm-hmm. What's his dude? That other Stark boy. No, no, that's the annoying thing. I can remember Rickon's name. Anyone else's? <laughs> nah. <laughs> the guy who hasn't had any screen time in five seasons. Right. 
It, it has been a. When was the last time we saw him? Season three? Uh, season two? I think it's two. Damn. Is that when he separated from Brandon then? Yeah, it's. I think it's on the edge of season two, season three. It was I a long remember. time ago. Right. It's once the wildlings get sent south of the wall, which the battle at the wall is the end of season four. So it might have been early season four, late season three. I don't know. Feels like a lifetime ago. Doesn't matter. <laughs> um, doesn't matter because he's not in this episode either. Yeah. Uh, I really do wonder if they forgot about him. Like, you have this whole other character, two characters. We haven't really. forgotten about you, Rickon. No, we love you. Mostly, I'm mostly interested in Shaggy Dog. Loves a strong. They're just setting him up to be the hero of the whole thing. Wouldn't that be wild? Mm-hmm. That would how piss would me you, off. Yeah, how would that you feel about that? He yeah. rides in on Shaggy Dog holding a sword. He's like, I am 32 now. <laughs> they Rick on me too. They Rick on to me. <laughs> they Rick on me. Good yeah. one. Thank you were you. so close but to um, it. Um. How would you feel about him making like a like a triumphal mm, entry? Like a triumphal, not you know necessarily riding Shaggy Dog, but right. some big meaningful like he brings this random sacred object fight, or... fighting group or yeah, sacred. Like, how would you feel about that? I wouldn't love it, but if they like then spent two episodes flashing back, I'd be like, okay. Yeah. I mean, theoretically, theoretically, he was on his way to go to the Umbers. And the Umbers are an old, old house in the north. Mm. So now you have a Stark, and they're they're also known to be great warriors. So you have a Stark that could be potentially at the head of a Northern Rebellion. The Northern Strong House. Yeah. And you've got the Boltons sitting in Winterfell, which are not the rightful rulers of Winterfell. So, right. Well, and we all know what they did to Rob, so... We do. Yeah, so... I, I, yeah, good work. If he's could there, happen. if he ever made it, we don't yeah, know. Yeah, who fucking right. knows? Uh, maybe Shaggy Dog just was over the bullshit and ate him. <laughs> I hope we get that flashback. Should've ate his ass like mm-hmm. Omar. Um, so then we go to Cersei... Um, this was kind of sad. I I can't believe they kept going to King's Landing. What else were they supposed to do? They were like five minutes they were in out. The harbor. Turn that around and be like, <laughs> yeah. "Hey, remember how she just murdered someone? She just murdered someone." Yeah. Can you does do he, something about does that? He know right away what happened. I've got to think he knows. You got you can't pull away from Dorne. And be like, oh, she's dead. What? That was a weird coincidence. He may not know who. Let's just keep going. He may not know who poisoned her, though. Like, if a, it was a Doran thing and he yeah, was but playing can't it you the whole ask, time. Uh, the prince? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He might, he could potentially think that Doran had something to do with it, even though nothing pointed that direction, but he could have been playing him the whole time. Yeah. Well, I mean, but he also had Braun, who knew what the effects of those poisons were. Yeah. Because he just went through it. Right. And, who used the poison the first time. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but they definitely kept going to King's Landing. I feel like Jamie's more level-headed than most of the other people in the show. So, Because realistically, if he were to turn turn that ship around, it's he and Braun versus all of Dorne. Because he doesn't know. So all of Dorne? Some of Dorne? Like... It it doesn't play out for success. Yeah, but that's a weird plan for the Prince of Doran to be like, "Hey, I want you to install my son on the small council, and like he's gonna be in charge of stuff and get stuff, and then like I pledge myself to you." And then for him to be like, "Ah, just kidding, we murdered your niece, daughter." 
Yeah. Like five minutes away from when you left. It would. What's what's the plan there? Because now, like, we kill your son, obviously. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't kill Tristane. Right. I would have killed Tristane. (laughs) Or at least talk to him and, like, been angry. I'm, I'm a little sad we didn't see any of that. Yeah. We saw none of the journey. Yeah. Except, I guess, they took two of the sand snakes with them. No, not... I I think they sent them separately. I think... Oh, yeah, no, because they were on the docks when uh, uh, Alora took the antidote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they went I, separately. I think that was a, yeah, a separate ship. So they just caught up to him, killed him. Yeah, we'll get there. Didn't like it. Surprise gave kill... Did you say kill of the week was... Brienne, or it was no. a nominee. Nominee, okay. nominee. Okay. Just because he likes the third cut. Then we get uh, so Cersei, the ship returning. The look on Jamie's face says it all. She knows. Uh, then, then we get the conversation between the two of them, Jamie and Cersei, uh, where he asks about the first dead body. No, she asks about the first dead body he saw. He says mother. <laughs> so that was weird. Um, and then, so that, yeah, they're, Cersei's talking about Marcella and talking about what she was. She's basically the antithesis of Cersei. Uh, she had. And Jamie goes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> she had no meanness, no jealousy, no malice. Like, she was good. She was only good. Um, and then, you know, this is where she mentions the prophecy from the witch. Which I was happy they brought that back. Yeah, because um, I don't, I don't think that we're led to believe really that she's talked to anybody or many people about this ever at all. So the fact that she's now in a place where she's kind of bringing Jamie more into the fold um, is interesting. And then his response, I thought, was really good because uh, he basically says, "Like fuck anyone, fuck basically fuck everybody. We're gonna we're gonna take." Uh, is we're going to take everything there is to take. Yeah, everybody who isn't us. Um, so I like that, kind of. It's weird that there's the romantic thing between them, but I do like the... Dead kids bring them together, apparently. Don't know what that's about. I don't know. <laughs> Pretty weird. It, it brings about an emotional... It draws an emotional response from them that I can't imagine would be possible with your sister or brother. No, This one probably hurts worse than Joffrey, though, because Joffrey was a cunt. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. And, and especially Jamie's last conversation with Marcella. And they both seem in a different headspace this time, too, anyway. But I did like that. I did like the whole, like, fuck anyone who's not us. Yeah. We're going to take everything there is to take. Yeah, I think I said it last time or two times, or maybe I didn't say it at all. I'm just thinking it. But, like, I'm excited to see Cersei switch to, I'm just going to kill everybody. Like, yeah. She may not necessarily be, like, my favorite person, I think she's a great character, yeah. but like watching or hopefully being able to watch her and Jamie kind of turn on villain mode for lack of a better word. Like that'll be fun. Yeah. I'm interested if to see happens. Jamie evolve. Cause he's been very like, he's done some bad stuff. He's done some good stuff. He's pretty middle of the road. Um, he probably leans more towards like bad guy, but he's pretty middle of the road. Yeah. I felt like he was, Trying to make his way towards good guy. It did seem that way. And then, Until he got closer to Cersei. Right. And then slipped up in that Joffrey dead scene. Yeah. Not yeah. Good, yeah. I for, 
I forgot about that. Um, so, but now it seems like he's because Tywin all along wanted him to be what he now is seems like he's becoming. That's what Tywin always tried to get him to do, and he was always like, "I'm the King's Guard. Like that's this is what I am. This is mm-hmm. what I do." Now it seems like he's finally, you know, sadly after Tywin's gone, because I feel like Tywin could have really used Jamie in a powerful way. Um, but now Cersei will do that. Uh, but I, I, I like this scene. Um, I like, you know, Jamie in this scene, especially because I, I agree. Um, Cersei's always been a villain, but Jamie's kind of been an, an anomaly almost. He's mm-hmm. done villain stuff, but he's also been trying to be good. And now it seems like he's pretty committed right. to the... Well, we'll I guess, take everything there is to take. I guess I'm more mean with Cersei turning on villain mode. Like, everything she's done has seemed, like, self-serving in a way. Whereas I'm excited to just see her be like, eh, I don't care anymore. Just kill everything. Yeah, yeah. now they have Frankenmount. Yeah. This doesn't help me at all. It just... I get to stab the Septon, Septa in the face. And that's cathartic. Yeah, I'm, in, I'm interested to see now, like what you just mentioned, what happens with the Faith Militant. Mm -hmm. Cersei's obviously got plenty of ammo against them anyway, but now it seems like she's probably like the the final straw. You know, like now she's just going to lose it. Um, But that kind of transitions us to a good spot. That's now we get the Mountain and Marjorie. Um, (laughs) Nice. (laughs) The Mountain that dies. Septa Unella. Different Mountain. And Marjorie. Um, She's reading... The seven pointed star, reading the Bible to her, riveting, uh, delightful. And Marjorie's like, "Yo, can I get out of here? <laughs> like, can I see my brother? Can I see my brother? I'm the fucking queen." And she goes, "You know, confess, confess. Like, shut up, bitch. Um, I'm glad the High Sparrow came in. It did seem like she was gonna get a little handsy, not the fun kind, with Marjorie here. And mm-hmm. I don't want to see Marjorie get beat up." Uh, so it was nice. The high sparrow came in. He's kind of like, oh, she, you know, she gets a little too zealous. It's fine. I'll talk. I'll talk to her. No, you won't. Um, the high sparrow announces that her your husband misses you. Um, and she, well, because at first she asked about uh Loris. I'm not here to talk about him. Um, you know, your husband misses you a lot. Basically, she's like, I want to get out of here. Like, can I get out? Uh, and he's like, you have, you know, confess. And he, she's like, I don't have anything to confess about. He says, so, like, you're perfect. And she says, uh, uh, oh, he, he says, are you holy, perfect, without sin? She says, no, n- none of us are. And he says, um, you know, you've started on the path, but you have many miles to go. So it seems similar to a conversation that he had with Cersei before she made the walk of atonement. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of the, how that unfolded too. So yeah, I'm curious to see if we maybe get something similar from Marjorie. Obviously it would probably be different because the crimes are different, but mm-hmm. a similar like, um, Hey, you're still in trouble, but you're going to be on house arrest or now you're going to get to go back and be with Tom in and you know, right. Or I, not. I would have enjoyed hearing that conversation played out a little bit more though. Cause I'd like to hear her like, be like, well, what makes you so holy that you're like incarcerating me here? Like from Marjorie? Yeah, like what have I done that's worse than the Septa like beating me? Yeah. And like keeping me in here. Like what are what have I done that's worse than whatever you've done in your life? It does seem like Marjorie's lost a little bit of her edginess. 
Well, yeah, I mean, she's been in there for time yeah. and not fed well and read the seven-pointed star well, that's as much enough. as she has. Yeah, and obviously been beaten by them. So, yeah, yeah, she's she's definitely uh, feeling that, I'm sure. Broken her a little bit. Uh, then we make our way to Dorne, Prince Doran, and uh, well, I forgot her, I blanked on her name. Alaria. Alaria Sand. They are talking about Oberyn. Uh, Prince Doran mentions that, you know, I'm a little jealous. He's lived a full life. You know, I've done nothing. And she responds with, uh, you know, he would have been a terrible ruler. You wouldn't have been so great a an adventurer. Um, and then, then a note is brought to him uh, with news of Marcella's demise. Uh, he reads it and barely finishes before all hell breaks loose. Uh, the big guard guy, R.I.P., loses, loses his little life, his big life. Um, that one, that one was kind of hard to watch. Um, Saiyan Snake gets a couple kills here. Kill of the week goes to the the throwing knife in the back. Um, I mean, well, as much as I love a good throat cut, I love a thrown knife even more. One time, uh, we uh, I had a roommate who had throwing stars. Where the fuck is this going? Uh, he had throwing stars. Did he buy them in Gatlinburg? I don't know where he got them, but he had them in this. He was weird. Is he that had where the, throwing stars come from? I don't. I just that's, feel like that's a common place from Gatlinburg. To get them. Well, all the like gift shops in Gatlinburg the, have stuff like yeah. that. Old people just collecting. No, it's like on the touristy strip. They have like weapon shops, but not like cool guns. But like throwing stars, throwing stars, nunchucks. All the boys would come back from church camp with. Throwing stars from I've Gatlinburg. Been to Gatlinburg. I, <laughs> I missed know. that street. You missed it. <laughs> the Street of Steel, apparently. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, it's like a it's like a cul-de-sac of steel. Cul-de-sac more of so. Steel. Um All right, but, so y'all have to So stars. he got he busted them out one night, and so we took we had bunk beds in our in our rooms uh with the little twin matches on them. So we took one down. This is the dumbest thing. One person would stand behind it and hold it up. And the other people would throw throwing stars at the mattress. And we just didn't even worry about hitting <laughs> fingers or I was other say, people. Not leaning against a wall. I was going to say, was there not a wall to lean this against? Walls all over the place. <laughs> there were four. Four of them, actually. <laughs> um, and at one point, we got bored of doing it like in the room. So we took it into the hallway. And so we could get a further throw. Into the mattress? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And this was, uh, where was this? This is when I lived in Branson. Like at a house? Everything or? happened. And like in hopefully hopefully was, no one no, walked it was into like the a hallway. Coll- it was like a big oh, okay, dorm. Oh, a dorm. Yeah. Okay. So it was uh, pretty dangerous looking back on it. Yeah. And if you were living in Branson, you were like, what, 19 at the time? Yep. Definitely An adult. old enough to know not to throw Yeah, throw 19, cars. but also I lived in Branson. So there was nothing ever to do. So the fact that he had throwing stars one day out of nowhere, this is like several months into us living there. Yeah. We were all like, well, this is something to do. Like, we don't have to now like wonder what we're going to do tonight. We spent hours throwing those stars at the mattress. And no fingers. No fingers. Wow. No, but the mattress was pretty 
fucked up. Pretty ripped up. I guess luckily you guys didn't realize you could have gone and bought guns because <laughs> <laughs> you stand behind the mattress and we'll shoot. You hold at the it. mattress. I'm gonna shoot that. <laughs> yeah. You're 19. You could have just done that. Oh man. Yeah, because we like we weren't allowed to drink or like do any. It was a Christiany thing, so. We had to. Have, you were also nineteen. Yeah, so you wouldn't have been allowed right. to do that anyway. Well, I, I had drank a lot. no alcohol, but throwing stars. <laughs> I had okay? drank a lot a bef- before that when I was in college in Tennessee. We drank a lot. Yeah, but that's what we did for fun. Now I'm at this Christian school, and we're not allowed. Like we weren't supposed to in Tennessee, obviously, but right. we could get away with it. We couldn't have gotten away with it here. We had a, an RA who lived three doors down from us. I don't know why he didn't put a stop to the throwing yeah, stars. He but. was. He was next up in line to throw the stars into the mattress. He probably was. He probably walked out while they were throwing, got hit in the head, and they just never noticed that they killed their. That RA. was one of those dead bodies. Yeah, that Justin found. Yeah, was it one of those like plasticky mattresses too? Yeah, the vinyl. Like, yes. Oh, yeah. what if it went through? I don't know. <laughs> those very things well are hard. Have. It wouldn't have. Like, but the vinyl was ripped are you to supporting? shreds. Are you supporting this? Sounds like something we would have done. Yeah. Yeah. What we had the uh, we would like, have thrown them at the mattress, but it, the mattress would have been on, on the a wall. wall. Nah, now we. This is very like homeschooled of you. Yeah, <laughs> this is one of the more homeschooling moments in my life. Well, it was a Christian school. It's not yeah, far exactly. Away from it's not homeschooled. the most far off. Um, we did at one guy got one. St- what are, like the ceiling tiles? I don't know what they're made of. Uh, I think asbestos. <laughs> it's disgusting. Yeah, terrible. it's not asbestos it anymore. All, it all falls down. Some of it is. So, so like the panel ones. Yeah, yeah, the, the panel the drop ceiling. Drop I don't know ceiling, how because yeah. you're supposed to be throwing it straight down. He got one stuck in it, yeah, so you could release too early in the. I guess so. We had to put a guy really put a guy on a shoulder to like get it out. <laughs> he got excited and released it early. <laughs> That's happened a time. He got two. stuck. It's happened a few times. That was good. That was um, good, Lydia. So yeah. I'm a fan of throwing things to kill. Yeah, and okay. I feel like I could do it. All right. That was weird. I've got some experience with uh, throwing weapons. Well, luckily, I happen to have some right here. Boom. <laughs> well, let's go get the mattress off the kid's bed. and We'll be back. Who's uh, holding it? <laughs> I'll hold it. It worked out for me before. No, nah, I'm cutting your finger off. I can tell you that. I would, I'd be aiming You'd, for the finger. <laughs> you'd somehow cut your own finger off, though. Who right? has yeah. the shortest finger? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe me. Maybe you're, Keith. You're pretty then you can hold hands. it, Justin. Yeah, I'll, I'm not scared. Those those uh, throwing stars would slip out of my fingers. Also, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense when you think about it. But that's the first time I'd ever held a throwing star. Mm-hmm. All the sides are like you have to hold a blade. We all remember our first time. They're all right. super sharp. <laughs> Nothing like your first time. Because like if you've ever held a throwing knife, it's all super sharp. One of the sides is like a handle, and one of the sides is a blade. But aren't blade. you throw well, supposed to throw? With the blade in your hand, I'm gonna be honest, so that it doesn't turn yeah. this way. I've never had formal training. <laughs> but also, don't throwing stars have the hole in the middle? Yeah, but you can't they hold. Yeah, I don't know. No. no, no, no. You got to. We just did have to, to take them out of the box. I'm homeschooled. I don't know if you guys should question me on this. I know <laughs> how to throw a throwing star. <laughs> have you ever thrown a throwing star? Yes, of course I have. <laughs> Do you have your own set? Not anymore. Does someone in your family? I'm getting to, can you bring them next Maybe, week? No, probably <laughs> Don't not. fucking bring them. <laughs> can, you, can you rent throwing stars from the library? <laughs> no, not that I know of. Uh, I don't we think should, so. We should can work you, on that. Can you ask? The when Claremont you Library, I'm certain. Yeah, you Lake can rent County, this. I'm sure. Right. I'm sure they you have can rent no a lot rules. Of right. 
they also have, what the they have no books, like? but they've got lots of weapons. A lot, of, a lot stars, of weapons. A lot of cows. A lot of whoa. Other things. Well, shade happening here towards Lake County. Well, oh, there's lots of shade to be had. Not great. Well, I spent the day in Lakeland, so, or south of Lakeland. It's even worse. Yeah, it was out there. Anyways, um, here we are. Anyway, so kill of the week goes to uh, Sand Snake and her throwing star kill. Um, I'm on this page now. Sorry. Um, yeah. So then, Ilaria Sand stabs the shit out of uh, Prince Doran. I feel like this wasn't hard to see coming. Like eventually, Ilaria was going to kill. Right. Doran. But also, like the, I feel like it was stupid to be like the Lannister girl, like out loud. I wish Jamie would have turned around because I don't know the timing of everything, but he could have gotten yeah. back there around the time that all of this was happening. You're right. And then he could have captured them. I feel like it would have still played out poorly. Um, I'm not saying for him to like come back and fight necessarily, but I think that he knew that it wasn't Prince Doran's idea. So even just to like have a conversation with right. him. But obviously the guards didn't support the prince. Yeah, well, so, so that that piece I thought was really interesting how they because if my first thought was why are these guards just standing here? But then they explain it like you've lost the faith of your you men, like they don't, don't believe the in you. Yeah, um, and the guards just literally just stood there watching as this unfolded. Um, yeah, I bet she had nothing to do with that loss of faith. Yeah, that seems sarcastic. Yeah, it was. I'm okay. sure she was. I was pretty sure she was. Yeah, lighting fires. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. And she certainly did that. Um, so then, you know, he's on the ground dying, and he's asking about about Prince Tristane. Uh, and she says a couple of things. He's weak, just like you. And uh, Dorne will never be ruled by weak men again. And I was mm. like, damn. So is she going to assume control of Dorne now? Yes. That seems like they may come into the fold now. Yeah, a little bit. Because we talked before about how there's not really a lot happening in Dorne. They're not really involved in what's happening throughout the rest of Westeros. But it looks like they're about to be. I feel like with a different leader, they may. Well, especially one who has such an axe to grind against the Lannisters. Which then brings into theory, you know, Danny still needs, if she's ever going to... Well, she definitely needs ships now. She definitely needs ships. She just needs support in general in Westeros. Mm-hmm. Now that Prince Doran's out of the way, like, do you see that as being a potential partnership? I think it could be if Alaria's impressed enough by Danny, and if Danny can kind of promise, like, yeah, we'll kill all the Lannisters. That's fine. Yeah, it seems like a pretty natural ally. Yeah, I can see there being a point of contention on trying to kill Tyrion. Hmm. Yeah, that might be Because I'm sure he, she, in part, blames him for Oberyn's death. Well, yeah, he's the reason why Oberyn was out there. Yeah, that would make sense. Danny also has some stuff to figure out <laughs> before this comes yeah. into play. Right. But we know that her end goal, you know, if she gets out of the mess she's in now, is to eventually make her way to Westeros. And so, anyway, that's just a thought of, like, Alaria does have an axe to grind against the Lannisters. You know, Danny does, too. So it could be a natural alliance there. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so then we get uh, right after Prince Doran's talking about Tristane. We see Tristane writing a letter. Um, painting eyes. Huh? Painting oh, eyes. Oh, he's painting eyes. Yep. 
Oh, for Marcella? Well, he doesn't know. Yeah, he does. He He was on the ship. He's painting the eyes. He's on the same ship. Oh, he's on the same ship Marcella was on? Yeah, I think he's sitting in the harbor. Excuse me. Sitting in the harbor while they're like, while they are. uh, Brought Marcella's body in. Yeah. I I think he's still sitting in the harbor. I've never really known what ship he was on. Yeah, I thought about that last episode. Like, why would they be on separate ships? But now this episode, I think it kind of answered the question that, that they weren't. Totally makes ships. sense. Yeah. Um, so painting eyes. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Firefighter of the week does go to Tristane. It was cool. I'm it was, shocked you didn't give that kill of the week. That's what I thought. I thought this was kill of the week. It was a little uh, like you expected it. Yeah. Yeah. It was just kind of like. When he he literally turns his back to her yeah, and squares like, up on the other girl, yeah, you're gonna die. Like, dude, you stupid boy. This is what you've been asking for. Not a one v one fight in yep. in scenarios that are not one v one. Yeah, um, it's a little fucked up, but it is. Whatever. I mean, he took that spear straight through the face. He was gonna lose. He was gonna lose anyway. Oh yeah, the way he was holding that sword, he was not confident. <laughs> he did give me like Oberyn vibes, which is why I gave him firefighter of the week. Just was something that I could see Oberyn wearing. All right. And I miss him. Um, that deep V. Yeah. It was like unbuttoned. unbuttoned down to here. It was like flowy and like colorful and fun. He looked good in it. And his tan skin, it looks good with the like bright colors. Mm. So fire for the week is interesting. Um, not for long. Not for long. <laughs> I mean, he's still wearing it. He is still wearing it. You're right. Uh, it's probably a lot more bloody now than it was before. Maybe. I would imagine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he squares up on the, on the one girl that he chose and then the other girl stabs him in the face or through the back of the head and through his face. Uh, the sister (laughs) says that you're a greedy bitch, which I thought was funny. Um, I like, I like their banter together. Mm -hmm. Um, this is all three of the sisters, like kind of seems like they get along well, but they also kind of dig at each other, which is fun. Then we get Varys and Tyrion. I could just see, I could watch the, a whole mini series about just the two of them. Yeah, in love life. Um, their love life or their love life. Um, I would love to see their love life. Perfect. I I'd like that. I would ship them. Yeah, It'd be a fun one. I don't know how it all work. Yeah, he's not a boy anymore, according to Tyrion. Yeah, but also Tyrion, you yeah. know. I think we know who'd be pitching. Who'd be catching? Yeah, Tyrion could pitch, and Ferris can take it like a man. Or not like a, a boy. Nope. Not boy. Um, anyway, <laughs> so Tyrion's like, we fit in. We're fine. And Varys mentions that he, you walk like a rich person. Like, you know, and, and Tyrion comes back with, oh, you spent, you know, spent a lot of time observing. Um, uh, I feel like that's a definite, like, yes. Yeah. He's a yeah. spy master. He, Have you met me? He a thousand percent knows how to tell rich people from not rich 100%, people. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, then he has the line about, uh, not being a boy because you have no cock. Like he, you know, (laughs) just to clear it up, just to, in case you're wondering, um, then we get the scene. I thought that this was funny, but it was also good to show like the disconnect of Tyrion now trying to kind of patch things up in Marine, uh, and the struggles that he's going to face doing it, um, is on a practical level, the language. So the woman and her baby, he's, he offers her a coin for your baby to eat to eat <laughs> and she's scared and Varys is like she thinks you're trying to eat her baby uh and clears it up and anyway 
I thought that was good. Then they see the the writing on the wall, uh, kill the masters, and then under it in different paint, Misa is a master. Um, Thanks, Jar Jar. Thanks, Jar Jar. Um, so who, like, they talk about who might have written that, and I, but I kind of want to know from you, who do you think wrote the second line? Honestly, I could see it being both people. Um, the Harpies probably make more sense, but after what she did, after the response of her killing the guy who killed the Harpy and, like, the whole city turning against her, like, it really could be anyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then we then we see the Lord of Light uh, prophet, I guess, um, just talking about Danny and, you know, basically... You know, she's gone. Are you going to... So what's the line? Something about the fire. Um, the fires can't protect you, so... Are you, you going to, like, pick up the fire? So it was something yeah. along those lines. Will you wring your hands while you wait for the Mother of Dragons to return, or will you take up her flames yourselves? Yeah. You fight for your own salvation now that Queen Daenerys is not here to fight for you. I don't know. Is that pro Danny or not pro Danny? I mean, it was pro Danny. I, I feel like it was pro Danny. He was talking about how like she set you free. Now she's gone, but keep fighting in her name. Yeah. That's what it felt like to me. Lydia, what's your political take on this? I thought it was pro Danny. Yeah. So anyway, I mm. thought you know I like that we get a little more Lord of Light. Again, it doesn't clear anything up for us in regard to Lord of Light and mm. who they are and like what their will is, but. It's just some more, you know, it's a little more of it. And I like that. Um, then we see Jorah and Dario riding around looking for Danny. Um, they they talk about uh, maybe she's tired of being queen. Um, and I wanted to know your thoughts on that. Like, so, you know, they, they mentioned that maybe she flew off to a new play. You know, Dario's like, maybe she maybe she just left. Like, maybe she's out of here. Uh, you know, try to get away from men like us. Jorah says, I've traveled the world. You can't. But do you think that we've seen anything from Danny that would maybe indicate that she is kind of, like, losing her enthusiasm for ruling? I think we've definitely seen her be in over her head a little bit. Um, whether or not she's responding to like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't necessarily think that, but I do think she's kind of like she has already, but she's realizing more and more like this isn't just as easy as like rolling in, freeing everyone, killing some people. And then like everyone loves you. Yeah. Like there's work to be done with this and maybe that's not super fun. Lydia, what do you think? Do you think that she's like, over it or just challenged right now, but still got the same focus and motivation? Um, I think she's become like a little bit hardened, which is like understandable. Um, I think she's still up for the challenge, but she's definitely a bit more realistic than she used to be. Yeah. So she's talked before about, you know, not wanting to leave Marine until she knows that it's going to be different than the last place at Young Kai and uh, Astapor. But... Like, what do you think that she, like, what is she waiting for? What's the moment, like, that she needs to see? Because I don't, I mean, I feel like there's always going to be 
people who disagree. There's always going to be fighting. There's always going to be challenges. Like, is she waiting for total peace or is she waiting for, like, what do you think that it is that she's waiting for before she makes her next move after whatever she's in right now? I mean, I feel like she might just be waiting for herself to feel good about things. Cause like, you're right. Like there's no, you're never going to get full peace. And I don't think she's seen full peace ever. So I think she's, Maybe she doesn't realize it, but I feel like maybe she's just waiting for her to be good with whatever the next step is. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I just, we've seen talk before about like, you know, what's the game plan Mm -hmm. and her be like, not leaving until it's all good. Well, and I think Tyrion being here too is super helpful because like she's had okay advisors, but she hasn't had like good ruling advisors yet. Like, you know, Daria was okay at battle stuff. Jorah was okay at battle stuff. Uh, Barrison. Barrison was okay at battle stuff. But, like, she hasn't really had someone to be like, well, this is how you should probably rule. Yeah, the political side of things. Yeah. Like, Sande kind of, but that was probably more, like, to make a bad analogy, like a C-3PO type situation where, like, she'll tell you how to communicate with people. And kind of help you a little bit, but like, yeah, because her job—I mean, stuff. she was she worked for the slave master. It wasn't like she was working for, you know, a council member or a king. Like, right. like she probably interacted with them, but not on the same level as working for them or being one. Tyrion has run a city before. Yeah, he's been on the small council. He's acted as hand of the king. Like, he's been a Lannister his whole life. Like, yeah, he's he was, got like, at least some training. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think that that's good because I think that he can also help her understand once it reaches a point where it is good, though not perfect, because it never will be mm-hmm. good enough to now shift our focus to whatever's next. Yeah, you've set this up well enough. You, it'll keep running on its own without you here. Yeah, will it be perfect? No. Will it work? Yes. So then they find the remnants of Dragar's little camp thing the little uh the ram garden of bones if you will. garden of bones if you will um and then you know they keep riding and find somehow the ring that's one of those things that it's a little blown on holes i mean naturally though like you're you see this big ring of of horse you know trampling you're gonna go to the center of that yeah the grass was just long when he reached down it's just Oh, when he saw the ring in yeah. the middle, yeah. It wasn't like Lord of the Rings when Aragorn's like tracking and like on his hands and knees, like fe- you know, feeling the spots. It was like right up, stop, reach down, ring. It's a little blowing on holes. That's fair. It just was a thing. Anything mm. gets me out of the scene, I'm okay with. You don't care for it. Yeah. You don't care for them, or you don't care for the Dothraki thing. Jorah and Dario together. That that doesn't. They're boring. Interest me. Yeah. Yeah, but his arms getting worse. Sure. <laughs> Somewhat interesting. But this isn't about his arm. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I was like, eh, okay. I also felt like it was a little cheesy, like the you know, an army? Not an army. A horde. A horde. And then the follow up question Dothraki? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck else? I mean <laughs> nobody else is hordes. Yeah. Well, zombies. Zombies. And like the yeah, horde from World right. of Warcraft. I forgot about the zombies. You're right. I, I apologize. My bad. There's other hordes. I just thought I I was ready for this scene to be done. So finding the ring, it's a scene. It so does. We're good to go. Um then we go to Danny 
Um, I didn't love the first part of this scene where she's walking. I, 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 I thought it was weird to see Danny like this because it's been a very long time since we've seen Danny not, not in a place of power. Exactly. So that was weird. I thought that, that this was some of the worst writing of the show. Um, so far, I mean, it's six now, five full seasons and into episode one of season six. I feel like this was some of the worst writing that they've had. The two Dothraki kind of talking in their conversation about Danny. And it was just, it was cheesy and like gross. And I don't know. Like, I know that they're trying to paint the picture of the Dothraki as just like mindless, you know, like brutal barbarians. Exactly. Thing. But the writing was so. There every now and then we've gotten stuff like the last I think it was last episode or two episodes ago with the Sand Snake and Braun. That was like a it it just doesn't fit the The rest of the world. The rest of the world and the world building that they've done. Like this is more like mo- modern, like today, mm-hmm. current Earth, planet Earth kind of dialogue. So every now and then when you kind of get taken out of the the world of, you know, Game of Thrones, and you get something like that. I think it's weird. Um, so the I thought the writing was bad, uh, and I thought it was really weird to see uh, Danny like this. Then we get to call Moro, um, one of his uh, slave girls. I don't know. Says uh, blue eyed women are witches. Should kill her before she can cast a spell on you. It is known. It is known. I di- it reminds me of this is the way mm-hmm. the Mandalorian thing. Um, I like that it is known. Um, <clears throat> he- Does the script say if those are his wives? Um, I will tell you. And I'm guessing the other two were like blood. What were they? Yeah, blood, blood riders. Blood yeah. riders. Yeah, that would fit what we know about Dothraki mm-hmm. for them to be blood riders. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, I was scrolling through the script and got to the the scene that we were just talking about. That was some of the worst writing in the show. <laughs> it was so bad. Yeah, but it was it was funny. Like you think she's got white pussy hair too? You ever been with a girl with white pussy hair? Only when I was fucking your grandma. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, yeah, sorry. that's something that like a like yeah. a twelve year old would say. Let's say over Call of Duty. <laughs> right. That's, right. Yeah, I would say it. Um, or a Nick would say over Call of Duty. Yeah, I think I said it today. It's like. Said, let, let your mom know I need those shorts back or something like that. Anyways, uh, it says wife number one and wife number two. Now, yeah, this wives. is not the official script, but right. we'll call it that. Well, that's their names. Sure. It is known. Wife one and wife two. Um, so then he gives his speech about uh, beautiful women, uh, you know, and how seeing beautiful women, a beautiful woman naked for the first time is, um, you know, the greatest thing ever. Uh, and the one guy was like, killing a call. And he was like, okay, yeah, that's pretty great too. Then the other guy's like, conquering a city and taking their slaves. And then the other guy's like, breaking a horse. Like, they just like totally discredited his line. He says mm-hmm. it's among the five best things. Among the five, five. best it's things. among the five best things. <laughs> um, Which, yeah, and that felt a little like off for me. Same thing, yeah. Like, yeah, obviously, like we talked about last week or last episode or whatever time is anymore, like all of the Dothraki aren't the same Dothraki, mm-hmm. but like we've seen them be a little bit more reserved, maybe, or maybe I'm just like romanticizing what we know about them. 
No, we did. We saw that for but sure. This just feels with Drogo and his horde. We saw a less like this is supposed to be kind of comical, right? In more respect for the call. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, it was again like this section of writing was I just thought kind of rough until we get to Danny, right? And then then they picked back up with good writing. I thought, yeah. And his response to her, who she was, was great. I awesome. Thought. Yeah. So. She's she responds in Dothraki, um, and they then have the conversation. She titles, 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 you know, and they laugh. And the look on her face, she didn't expect that response from them. She thought that she would get a respect mm. from them, not laughing in your face, not millionth of your name, right? No one. You're no one. Uh, she recovered well though. Um, I was waiting for her to drop the whole like call Drogo line in the first part, and she didn't. Um, and then finally, when she realizes that the first attempt wasn't going to work, okay, I'll go a different route. Um, drops the Drogo thing. He totally changes his attitude, and and he is very respectful. Because mm. um, we've seen like talk of like the the different calls and like the kind of the tension between them. You know, they have some respect, but th- I mean, they just named killing another call is like one of the greatest things in the world. Um, and then, you know, so it was just interesting to see the respect that he held for her now. And he seemed to respect Drogo because mm-hmm. he stepped back and was like, call Drogo's dead. Um, she says, I know I burned him. Um, then he gets into the piece about, or, cause she's like, you know, I'd really appreciate it if you take me back to Marine, I'll give you, I don't even remember how many horses. A thousand. thousand. Does she have a thousand horses? I don't know. Marine does, I guess. Or is she going to trick him in? Dragonfire's ass. Maybe. Um, or maybe it's like 700 and they like hope she... Right, the Dothraki don't know how to count. Yeah, he, she hopes they, they don't count them. Oh, look at all these chickens. Fold them up together. <laughs> Thank you. It looks like I love it. <laughs> That's one of my favorite... It's one of my favorite things on the internet. I said that the other day. I forgot what we were... We were at the aquarium. Uh, this is like a month ago. And... I said that to Stella and, you know, I said it to the kids about the fish or something. I said, look at all those chickens. And Stella said, dad, those aren't chickens. And I was like, I know. I don't know know this reference. It's like one of my favorites. It's a really early vine. It's like this little girl going, look at all these chickens. And it's a bunch of like geese or something like that on a a lake. Not chickens. Not chickens. Um, Clearly not chickens. But And so Stella didn't get it. I really wanted her to get it, but it's all, it's a really young girl. Should you show it. her the video? Come on, Stella. No. You haven't seen that Vine? You haven't seen the Vine? Come on. <laughs> you, you weren't alive when Vine was a thing. I know they're not chickens. That's the point. That's, the point. That's literally the point. Um. Anyway, so, so yeah. So she's like, if you wouldn't mind, he's like, actually, uh, there's only one place for uh, the widow, you know, the wife of a dead call, Vice Dothrak. Uh, the Dash Colleen live out there. Basically, you live out your days with the other widows. And we'll see how that works out. I don't feel like Danny's going to love that idea. Yeah. She didn't being look like she was excited about it. Like it's not fun. Yeah. Being a widow that just hangs out with other widows all day. No, thanks. Like, what could they possibly be doing? Just talking They're, about their dead husbands. And Danny's about all the young, other too. Women. Yeah. Like, they're young. Like, you imagine a warring people like the Dothraki, like if if your husband dies when you're pretty young, 
It's a long time. And to you're gonna you're gonna go end up away from all the battle and conflict. Like there's basically no risk to you. You got a long fucking time to sit there and. Uh, Seems unrealistic to like lock away a, a breeder for that long. Got to respect them though. They have respect for some people. Don't respect me that much. Let me. <laughs> No, nope. go on with someone else. No, nope. tie me, tie me to that pyre. If, if, Aaron, if dies, Aaron dies, we're sending you to the mountain, sending you up there with other widows. Great. So <laughs> you'll like it. Don't worry. They're all they're all young and hot widows. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> might not actually be that bad. What kind of widows are we talking about? Here? Yeah, you might have fun. Uh, we'll send some books. Every go now read and then. some books. Cool. Um. So, you know, yeah, we'll see. I, I, I'm guessing you don't think that Danny's probably gonna live for this idea. No, I don't think she's super excited about it. Do you think she makes it there? Or do you think she finds a way to get out before she ever arrives? Uh, I feel like, uh, I just forgot their names, but Jorah and... Dario? Dario will uh, show up. Get there before. What about Dragor? Dragor the Mighty. Uh, Trogdor might show up later, (laughs) but I don't know yet. Okay. Now we're just... (laughs) It'd be nice to see a bunch of... uh, Dothraki riding around on fire, though. I think that'd be pretty cool. Or in Trogdors. <laughs> well, no, you don't want Trogdors on fire. Trogdors are burninating the countryside, uh, not being burninated. <laughs> this is spiraling. Um, and the thatched roof cottages. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Is there anything else that you guys want to talk about in Home regard to... Yep. Yep. In regard to Danny and the Dothraki? No. I think we covered it pretty thoroughly. Then we get Arya. She's begging. Little beggar girl. Mm -hmm. Then the mage. Shows up. Beats the shit out of her. Some mage staffs. Would you care to say that blind people in society, their only option is to to beg? Because we went went after the wheelchair people. In this world. I'm going to be honest. I don't know what else you would do. I mean, she didn't do great fighting. She did a horrible job fighting. She did about as about as well as you'd expect. Prince Doran couldn't walk, and he did okay for himself until recently. Tell, yeah, until tell he him stabbed that. Tell in me. his wheelchair. Prince Doran mean, could walk. Recently. I was shocked that he was walking around, honestly. I yeah. forgot to talk it's about that. Hard. He's got the gout. Yeah, he's struggling. Got a, got a bad bout of gout. Is that really what it is, or you just like no, to rhyme? What does he know. have? That yeah. is what he has? Yeah, like extremely bad gout. That's interesting. That's legit. The did, bout with the gout. I made up, mm. but falls mainly on the planes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did they talk about that in the show or is this a book thing? I thought they mentioned it in the show. I thought they thing. did too, it's but plausible. I know that that's true. So it could have been a book thing. Okay. Um, yeah, I feel like they can't bake. They can't fight. I mean, a blind girl was on top chef. It's yeah. very it's strange. That you just, you started with bake. <laughs> Well, I was thinking about what other things might they do. Justin's also naming that, his favorite activity. Especially a blind woman. Right. They can't read. She can't bake. So. <laughs> I love this take for you. You're like so inclusive and accepting and all other facets, but you've just like really cracked But just down in this world. People just with in disabilities. This world, only in Westeros. Yeah, but when you said in this world, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it sounded like you meant this Obviously, world. Obviously, I didn't mean this world. <laughs> Because if uh, in this funny. world, blind people do work in restaurants. It's just fu- <laughs> that's true. Correct. They can. I went to I went to the coolest dining experience I've ever had 
was called Dining in the Dark, and it's run. Oh, you did that? Yeah, those by... servers were. Oh, were they blind? Yes. Oh, I thought they could see. I thought they had like night vision goggles. on. No, the you don't have anything on, right? But it's pitch black. No, but I feel like there's another one of those. There is where another the, one with where the, the servers goggles. do have yes. the goggles on. No, when I was in this was in Cambodia, right? Yeah, it's it's run in partnership with a school of the blind. There, I think it's actually a school of disability, but they. All of the um, staff there, I obviously don't know about the cooking, like the kitchen staff. <laughs> I kind of hope not. <laughs> I mean, the they food, can't bake. The food is like just in this world. Amazing. But it's the, I've never been to a weirder dining experience, a more strange, because you're having, like, I'm telling you, it's not just dark. Like if you walked outside and it was dark, no, it's like dark it dark. is the blackest of black. You can't see this far in front of you, you have to eat fully in that experience and you don't, you can't see what you're eating either. That's the crazy part about it. I feel like I would just be waiting for a mage to come hit me in the face with a, that was the joke. With a rock. So the group that I was with, uh, I did it a couple times, but the, the last group I was with was a bunch of like young adult people. Um, those jerks. And it like, we had the fit of giggles because someone would like, reach under the table with their foot and like touch someone. Cause we were all like freaking out. Like something's going to happen to us. Someone's going to come and kill us. And you know, no one will ever know. And if anybody was quiet for like 30 seconds, everybody'd be like, Lydia, where are Lydia? Are you alive? Are you still here? Cause you can't, it was, it was crazy. But in this world, totally acceptable in the game of Thrones world. They can't no baking. All they got is bed. They can't bake. So I would not do this. You wouldn't beg? Experience. No, 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 no. Oh, you wouldn't do dining in the dark? No. As a woman, no. Interesting. No, I would. I probably wouldn't do it in America. I w- but I but know. a foreign country you're fine with? Um, yeah, I'd rather do there's it in, a different, in New York, I think, than... There's a different vibe to it. Right. I, know what you, I know what you're saying. Yeah. But it was just something like I felt safe. Right. I wouldn't feel so we, safe doing something like that in America because of like the news all day long like um but it, everything it was the coolest specifically was, the weather it's the coolest <laughs> and and freakiest dining experience i've ever had yeah i don't think i'd be about it either it sounds cool and i love that journey for you i have a healthy fear of the dark <laughs> i'm be, not i'm be, not ashamed of my fear of the i'm dark. very afraid of the dark i'm not afraid of the dark it I'm, it's different than okay i'm not afraid of the dark okay i have a fear of the dark <laughs> are you I'm afraid, afraid of the dark, dark? I'm afraid of the dark. I'm not That's afraid fair. of the dark. I'm afraid of what could happen in You're the darkness. You're afraid of what, what lurks in the darkness. Right. What we do in the dark. It's a healthy fear of the dark. When a light goes off in a room that I'm in, and there's no other lights on, I feel uncomfortable. A respect for the dark. There you go. That's the one. Did you have stairs when you were growing up? I did. Do you run up them? Like when light, when you turn lights off and you run up the stairs? Uh, yeah. Because I used to do the same thing. Yeah. Because there wasn't a switch upstairs. And, I, and sometimes, so like, the, so we had stairs going up one way, and then there was a landing, and then the stairs went the other way. Oh, no. And so, and the stairs themselves were, had like a carpeted thing in the middle, and then the landing was uh, wood. So you'd have your traction on the regular <laughs> stairs, and then you'd lose all traction on the landing. So, so if something's coming up after times, you, it's over. Well, but a lot of times, I would turn those lights off downstairs, and I'd run up the stairs, and I'd lose my shit on the landing, and be like, no, fuck, they're going to get me. And, and so that's, yeah. Like a dog. That Why was, didn't you just turn also, on your iPhone flashlight? This was before. He was a, he was a kid. Yeah. yeah. Um, Four iPhone. Come on, we're old. Yeah. There was a different fear of the dark at that point. Now it's a healthy adult fear of the dark. 
Like, I know there's no monsters or whatever. Yeah, I'm not afraid me. of the dark in my house, but I'm afraid to go outside at night and walk around. Like, I won't go walk down the road. I don't, I don't, even the dark in my house. It's just not, it's not, again, it's not afraid. It's just a healthy respect. <laughs> it's okay to be afraid. For the fact, I, no, I know that. Um, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not afraid <laughs> of the dark. I have a healthy respect slash fear of the dark. And, and I'm not afraid unknown. of the dark. I, I just have a fear of the dark. I don't like swimming in lakes or ocean that I can't touch the bottom because I don't know what's underneath me. I can do it in pools. That's fine. I can see through. Mm-hmm. But but and an ocean that I can see through, I'm okay with that too. But if I can't see the bottom and I can't touch the bottom, not cool. I don't want to go out past my waist. Fucking hate that shit. Like so, you know, it's probably almost a year ago now. Actually, I think it is a year. Um, we went on this boat and there was wakeboarding happening. I've never wakeboarded. And when you're wakeboarding, and so I, I tried it. And when you're wakeboarding, you're just sitting in the water yep. until the boat goes. And then when you fall, you're, you're just sitting, sitting in the water, in the water <laughs> until the boat the circles around. There's a lot of sitting in the water. And that was not fun. That was a lot of anxiety. Yeah. I wouldn't do it in Florida because I'm scared of alligators too. Yeah, I'm scared of a lot. of. I have a lot of fears. Like, so many. Too many What's the name. biggest one? Oh, um, that's it, a good question. Is it losing Nick's love? It might be the dark. Wow. Really? Mm-hmm. Do you sleep with lights on? Or like the TV or something? No. No, he said inside the house he's fine. I shut my door and lock it. You shouldn't do that. Okay. I do. Uh, yeah, but you shouldn't because we can't get to you. If we need to get to you, if like, let's we say. We can kick a door down. Let's say there's a. There's a Guys, yeah. no one lives here. Well, I know, but if your smoke detector's going off or whatever, and I don't know, it just seems it's not a good idea. You lock, lock your bedroom door? door? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do that too. Interesting. Yeah, the bedroom door isn't going to be hard to get yeah. knocked down if you need to okay. get in there. It seems like a bad it's idea. a safety theater thing. It's not right. really it's keeping like the, out it's a whole like lot. It's like the TSA. They're going to miss everything. Okay. No, but if something... Well, that doesn't make me feel good at all. <laughs> Let's not say that. But if something's trying to get in the door... I, even though the door is not going to stop someone trying to get in, it'll, I will hear them. Yeah, it'll keep them harder. A with little enough bit time longer. to grab a gun. But I'm more worried about the fact that you might get stuck in there is my point. It's fine, but we can't get to you. Nah, don't worry about it. Um. Okay. That's fair. He can cool a man. I also lock all the other door, like deadbolt. Like I have the child safety locks. And so you'd have a hard time getting to me anyway. Yeah, that's true. I can I, tell you uh, how to break into the no, house. There's, though. there's easy points of entry here. You, we're good. Yeah. And, I, and, just break a window. Right. Always break a window. Yeah. Anyway. Drive a car I, into the garage. I can show you how to break <laughs> into the house. I've had to do it. Okay. It's really easy. Actually, It's scary how easy it is, actually. I'll tell you later. Can, no, can you outline it on this podcast? Sure. It goes out to the internet. So first, what you want to do... Wait, first tell us your address. <laughs> Start One, by two, stating three, your address. This is right. like a board meeting. <laughs> um, anyway, let's go to Aria. She got her ass kicked by the waif. Yeah. Um, and I don't really know what's next for her. Yeah. Well, well it seems like she's going to see her tomorrow. <laughs> show up tomorrow and try to do it again. I mean, do we think that... What do you want to do tomorrow, Brain? What a, what a terrible like mental space to be in. You just have to sit just there knowing that... Shit rock. You shouldn't have stolen faces. I mean, I agree. I'm not saying she doesn't deserve it. I'm just saying that's a terrible mental space to be in. Yes. See you tomorrow. Fuck. But you won't see me. Right. Gotcha. Good point. Anyways. Yeah. I don't envy it. Then she hits her with a clam. <laughs> or, or a clam. Co- or a cockle. Or an oyster. Um, or you an say oyster. her clam? 
Yes. <laughs> That's good. I did okay. say her. Wouldn't be shocking. <laughs> um, then we go to Davos and crew. Um, we get a little ghost action, which I like seeing ghosts. He's so scary looking. Mm-hmm. The red eyes and the all white. He's terrifying. Um, this is when, you know, Thorne and the other brothers of the Night's Watch are knocking on the door trying to get in. Uh, so we get Ghost. He's not about it. He's right there by John's body. Um, then there's a little back and forth with Davos and Alistair Thorne. Thorne kind of leads with, we're both anointed knights. There's some respect here. And Davos is like, I don't yeah, trust totally. This guy. Which I liked. I liked that Davos, of all the people in the show, there have been a handful who think well yeah. under pressure. He's one of them. Davos definitely. read that JJ bitten by in your book. Street smarts. He's very street smart. Yeah, he is. Which he is th- funny that you have to read a book to get street smarts. Yeah. He either read the book or listened to the John Mulaney bit and and gathered enough information. Trying to throw Alistair Thorne off his rhythm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Punch out the taillight. <laughs> a little hand waving at me. Um God, that's Go a good watch bit. John Mulaney if you haven't recently. I don't remember which one that's in. It doesn't matter. Watch them all. All three of the yeah. ones on Netflix Just are all. the funniest. Um, so basically, it's uh, Thorne's like, well, I'll give you till nightfall. Um, and after they walk away, Davos is like, I've been around the block enough times to know they're trying to get us. Yeah. Um, I kind of believe Alistair here, though. Like, personally, I understand why Davos doesn't, but personally, I kind of believe Alistair. I don't think he wants to kill more Brothers in the Night's Watch. I don't think he wants to kill Sir Davos. I think he's, I think it's genuine. I understand the, I think all the, the mistrust, the but the brothers standing there with the crossbows. It didn't feel right. Well, but they're there the just door. in case something goes down, in case they open the door and try to stab, you know, stab Alistair, or they open the door and Ghost comes out. Like they're they're there just in case something goes down. But I do I believe what he's saying. I don't know why I believe it, especially having watched him just murder my favorite character. Right. But I don't know. I get that feeling. Okay, so we've got a I believe him. I don't know. I'm on the fence. I don't believe him. I don't believe him either. Like he's so full of shit. And I think because we've seen enough of him to know. He's he because he also talks up his honor a lot. That's what I'm saying. The majority of what he's seen, what we've seen, has been okay when it comes to these situations. Well, I feel like we're gonna we're gonna hit another loophole though, like like another like I followed all the orders. He didn't tell me not to murder him, so technically everything's fine. Well, Davos isn't a brother of the Night's Watch, right? All those brothers of the Night's Watch just have to say, "Don't murder me," and it means that he can't well it's not an order now right they're not lord commander but i can imagine him being like i'll let you go free and then like everyone grabs everyone else and he's like i didn't say anything about the other brothers though but i i think if you're lord commander because you killed the most recent lord commander but he's just acting kind of want to get away from the habit of people mutinying the lord commander which has happened twice now but you also want to weed so, out the support that you know that John has and the only people you know are diehard John people are locked in that room that's fair but you've just professed your your love for the night's watch and how it means everything to you and you're just going to murder other brothers while they're surrendering in this scenario i mean that's super these guys easy are coming to... out and surrendering to the rest of it. Right. So you're going to m- murder them in cold blood? I mean, that's, yeah, that's super easy to be like, well, they weren't 
truly parts of the Night's Watch because they obviously weren't your real brothers because they supported. The but there were other John. people in that in the like the banquet hall or whatever that right that were. But pro you guys, John. you guys answered the call while they didn't. So obviously they're the troublemakers. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. I just believe. I again, I definitely understand the mistrust. And if I'm Davos in that situation, I'm probably not opening the door either. But have but seeing Thorne on the other side, I did believe him. All right. And Davos also doesn't have very much interaction or much history with Thorne. All he really knows about him is that him and John weren't cool and he killed John. Yeah. So I can definitely understand where why you're not opening the door. Yeah. Uh so Davos, you know, mentions Melisandre as an option. I don't really know what he's pitching here as far as like her help. I guess maybe that she can she's a magic lady rain fire down on them or something. And that's kind of where Ed's like, the fuck is she going to do? <laughs> um, then we get the scene with her. Did you have any idea what was happening? She looks in that mirror and you see her reflection, her, you know, young, what we know Melisandre as. Mm-hmm. Did you see what was about? Did, like, did you catch or know what she was about to do? No. I I did say why is she always taking off her clothes like before she even did anything like she's about to take her clothes off right yep and then it jumped so I was like yeah she was naked all right cool she Great. was very naked yeah um very old sex magic then she got very old mm-hmm. and I was less interested in watching <laughs> weird why um, very ageist of you hey different strokes for different folks and. I wasn't, this didn't, this wasn't my cup Not of tea. your stroke. Not my stroke. Uh, I'd rather not provide my stroke for this one. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, she's a feeble old woman. Now, we don't like to blow in holes here, but really we do. We have seen her with the necklace off before. One other time, she was taking a bath. Oh, uh, yes. We did. So, I think that either the show, they hadn't yet determined that the necklace was her source of power or they just totally missed this. Uh, because she was she did not have the necklace on in the bath scene like four seasons ago uh, when she was talking to Celise. So that has been the argument of some on the internet that the necklace is not her source of power. It's maybe an addition, but it's not necessarily her source because she is without it at other points and not this feeble old woman. Or, again, it could be the theory that her power is dwindling, and so you remove that that the, helpful the amulet, the yeah. amplifier, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think is she going to end up being the witch that Cersei met? I cannot answer that question. That's what I'm going to go with. Okay, interesting. They tie in all the loose ends. It's trying to, um, but yeah. So there are lots of people, obviously. Everyone else has noticed things that we haven't noticed, right. or like the Starbucks cup. But somewhere. there are people that that think that that scene with the bathtub scene proves that it, the necklace is not her source of power. Um, it could have just been a continuity error. I think either. I don't think that it's not her source of power. I think one of two because you you mentioned three options just there. One is continuity error. Two is it's not her source of power at all. Three, it's an amplifier. 
And so, and her and her magic's dwindling. I think I think the source of power one can be eliminated from my standpoint. Either it's a continuity error, or you're right, her power's dwindling, and the amplifier being taken off kind of shows that. Yeah, I think those are the most likely options. I would I would venture to say it's probably a continuity error because that was so long ago. They may not have thought fully through how are we going to. They may not have even known that they were going to do this because again, we're getting into their out of source material in some of these right. parts. I don't remember if this was in the books, not in the book. I don't remember at this point, but they may not have even had this direction for the show when they were writing it in the early stages. So I think it's probably a continuity error is my, I think you're probably right. The other theory is that with the whole power is dwindling thing is that her power is strongest when she's around Zora high, or at least what she thinks to be Zora high. I don't, I don't really know how that would work, but because obviously, you know, Stannis wasn't, um, but when she's, feeding off of that king's blood or or whatever power is emitted for that her power is stronger and so you remove that you remove john as well and which there's an argument there for azorai but that's clearly gone Mm -hmm. and so you remove both of those stannis and john and now where does her power lie yeah and you're up north so maybe there's some cold canceling fire Closer like in to addition the, to yeah, or closer to the White Walkers, which are right. That's seem to be I, the antithesis of mm-hmm. Lord of Light. So, yeah, I, all of these could could be it. It's probably most likely the continuity error one. Yeah, come on, George. Next week, episode two. Yeah, what? I guess not next week anymore. Whatever time two days. the next two days, episode two days from is now. in. Um. What what's the one storyline you're most looking forward to exploring more next episode? Definitely Rickon. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Um I think I think it's where it's what's happening with John slash John's body. And then I think a close second is what's going on with Arya. Oh, uh, that's one thing I was gonna talk about. We started talking about the John stuff early in the episode. I wanted to wait kind of towards the end. So the the only like other piece about the John being like resurrected thing, mm-hmm. time has passed now. Yes, I don't know how much time. We never really know in this show. Three but years when Barrick was revived, like resurrected, it was immediate. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as he fell, Thoros went over right away. Quickly, yeah. Like, and he was he was in a hurry to get. He had to an him. urgency to get to him. Right. So now, obviously, the Night King is outside the realm of time constraints with his power but do you think that that plays into Melisandre's ability especially if her if we think that maybe her power is dwindling and now maybe a full day has passed or close to it you know 18 hours or so mm-hmm. that's I mean because Thoros seemed very urgent about yeah. getting getting to Beric's body right I if that is a real thing and not just something that they like either a continuity error or they didn't think they were going to do it again. I could see them being like, well, he was laying in the snow, so it preserved him a little bit. So okay. everything's fine. Or maybe Doris just doesn't know, like doesn't want to take the risk of yeah, like waiting too and, long. Yeah. Because we've already seen like the scars stay. Scars are there. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, maybe he just doesn't 
he hasn't pushed the limits because he doesn't want to. And he's right there. Why would he Why wait? saunter over? <laughs> right. yeah. yeah, I think that's probably a pretty good explanation for it is he doesn't want to risk it. Right. Yeah, and also, boat. why just have a dead body around if you could not? Also true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very true. Lydia, what's the one storyline you're most excited for exploring next episode? Danny. Danny. Yeah. yeah. See what happens with little old Danny. Yep. Which one are you looking most forward to? Um, I think we've come to the realization that the Sand Snakes are in King's Landing, right? Are we kind of on board with that? Yeah, at least two of them, yeah. Um, I think that's pretty interesting because they've got a bone to pick, axe to grind, I think we've used. And and the ability, and, obvious, obvious ability to do so. Right. But yeah. the Lannisters also have an axe to grind against them. They do. Exactly. So, I mean, I think that may come to a head at some point, um, going, you know, leading towards a clash. So, I think it's probably that one at this at yeah. this exact moment. It'd be interesting to watch the mountain fight them too. Yeah, because like, what are they gonna do to an undead giant? Yeah. Um, I mean, that'd be one A, one B is John always, 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 and forever. Well, this has been another episode of Dragons and Dreadforts, the ultimate Game of Thrones companion podcast. Tune in next time. Unfortunately, I don't think Lydia will be with us for that one. No. Which is a sad (laughs) moment in Mm -hmm. my life. Especially because we went so quickly today. So sorry. We did. We're under two hours, and it's amazing. Amazing. Um, You're welcome. Yeah. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Love you. It's our problem-free philosophy, the room where it happened.